This is Naptown Talk. And Andrew, you know what's funnier than 24? 25. 25. This is episode 25 today on November 1st, 2022. A lot of things happened today, including Naptown Talk, favorite guest speaker. Did I just say that? I did. Just because we, we've known you quite a while and we both love you a lot. Dickie, Ryan Dickinson's back. Zach, I mean, I think there are going to be some really uh, upset people, not including your father. I think he understands, but uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to get this special, special call. Yes, Let's anybody call, related we, to me understands. We called Dickie, like, what, three minutes ago? Yep. It is currently 1020. Um, yeah. And now we're on board. Um, Surprise so guest. Including so, us. so Dickie, we're just going to we're just going to start we're going to start cold. Um, your thoughts on Naheem Hindstrid? Uh, I think it is not a good look for the rest of the season for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think. I it, think don't think it's yeah, good look. I don't, don't think, I don't think it's good look for the locker room either. Yeah, yeah. let him say it. Yeah, I uh, definitely took that as a vote of no confidence for the rest of the season. It definitely makes me think that that along with Marcus Brady being released today that. Uh, it's not looking good for the rest of the season. I think there are a lot of fingers being pointed, and I think there is one man who they probably are all going to end up pointing at, and he mm-hmm. has gray hair and wears glasses. Yes, I, give him, I loves, give him three weeks. Loves the Bible. Um, so I also want to hear what Andrew has to say. I have to say something really quick. I'm just happy that the Madden GMs at home didn't get their wishes and we didn't sell house. If it, If any casualties happen – I'm okay with Naeem going to the Bills because I'm excited. Andrew, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because we pretty much halted all conversation for this point. So, so what's your thoughts? Zach, to uh, hit you on the Madden GMs, everyone that thinks that there's such a fire sale in the NFL is just dumb. This is not there's the no NBA. Person. You're not going to ship away three people just because that your team is bad. It's, it is so hard to build an NFL roster these days. And you have to give Chris Boward credit where credit's due. He has some solid pieces. And it's not worth shipping away. Dude, I saw MPJ, people talking about shipping him away for that's a stupid. first day after the Claypool trade. Um, I saw people you can argue that's even dumber than JT getting shipped. Yeah, it's just like, I'm happy the man... The man okay, let's let's be honest. The man GMs are never going to get their way, though. No, of course not. And here's the thing. Going to your point, like you're 100% <laughs> right. You will never see a big-ass fire sale in the NFL. Even though today there was a record 10 trades made on the trade deadline. Unreal. That's pretty cool. But, you know, I think you're seeing this start to trend upward. You will see more trade activity simply because of the team in L.A. that is based off of a horned animal. Um, they got a Super Bowl because of trading house. But uh, are we in legal yeah. trouble? Can we not say their name? No. Pro, pro, what is it? Pat McAfee right now? Yeah, um, the I'm in support of him. Yeah. <laughs> Professional, Professional American, American Football, Football League. League. So I, I think we're on your side, Pat. I think with the Naeem Hines trade, though, um, I think it's a smart move from a cap perspective. It definitely frees up mm-hmm. 12 mil next year for someone that we were already underutilizing. He's a great guy, which why well, I hate this, like, which sucks, but he was fan paid, favorite. He was getting paid as a top, as a top 12 RB, but we didn't use him like a top 12 RB. No, not so any of our fault. I think he was number 12. Okay. Nice. Fit the narrative. Um, but it just sucks because, like, I think the, lo- the locker room is definitely falling apart, though, because the way is it was it? looking like, I, well, I, I don't think the Colts were shopping him. I think he has to get traded. I and I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say the locker room is falling apart because I don't know that. And there's nothing that's you know. Uh, I, that. I, I'm taking a shot in the dark here. I have no. Yeah, proof. I get you. Okay, okay. Um, but I I do think that he was like, guys, you're not using me to my full abilities here. You were promised me because Frank Reich literally said, you know, at the beginning of the season, Naeem Hines is going to go up. Um, and we didn't see that. So I think he's like, you guys told me this. Well, this didn't happen. I so like Indy, I, but give me to a team that's going to use me. I think Paris Campbell is one of those reasons, though. He showed that he could play a competent slot, which is what Naeem Himes was slated mm-hmm. to do. So I think with the emergence of Paris Campbell, yes, he's not been the best slot, but he definitely filled that role that Naeem was supposed to be in this year. Yeah, and I saw I saw this Twitter take. I'm not going to say from the source because no free advertising. No free advertising. Uh, I must like you. Um, <laughs> that Paris Campbell, I'm just kidding. I'm like Zach Hicks. He he came out with an article. I can't just steal it. Yeah. Um, I also came after him today on Twitter. Felt good. Um, just because I haven't been happy with his analyzations lately. Well, he's not, not a fan. Really. He's not a fan. He he's just covers his team. Exactly. Yeah. But he also pretended he was. That's why I had to come after him. Yeah. I saw um, that. But he said that Paris, he wants to see Paris start to get utilized like 
almost, I don't know if he mentioned Debo Samuel, but in a Debo Samuel type role that we promised Naheem to be in. Oh, God, no. Campbell. I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt, that would be a perfect role for him because his speed. And imagine if you have to worry about a guy like JT who can already run fast as hell running through you, but then you got to worry about the lightning speed of Paris Campbell. Oof. So I, I can see that trending upwards for Sam. Keep Paris Campbell so far away from the backfield, though. I like him the sweeps, and you you got your you got your wish, Zach. The sweep looked good this past finally Sunday. thirty yards, but do not for thirty yards. He don't put him at at wide back. He is not built for that. <laughs> he will get he's injured. A, how tall is he? He's a he's a decently tall guy for being what four three speed. I think he's six two. He's either six foot or six two, which six foot in football is a good size for receiver. Let's see. Um, he is six foot, 200 pounds, six, six foot, 200 pounds. That's not huge, but I've seen, um, I've seen some smaller guys get handoffs in the backfield. So anyways, um, yeah, that's why I think Naheem Mines got traded out there because I think Paris Gamble stepped up a little bit and they really thought, and then I don't think anyone accounted for Deion Jackson actually being competent. He's not bad. Which is why I, which is why I hate, and I can't say this enough. I hate the fact we got Zach Moss in return. Like, like, like we have. So our RB room is Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, and Philip Lindsay. That's crowded. Those are is all people. Philip Lindsay is he getting you? I mean, we saw what he could do, but I don't think we he's going to do much more than what he did. I, I think I think Deion Jackson did enough where he could. Where he, I I saw flashes of RB two material out of the backfield at least, and I didn't need I didn't need Zach Moss to come and challenge is him it, on that. Is I really it a did. bad thing we got one more RB? No, I would have liked him to see him get him like get get them get um. What is it? McKinsey? He's the slot wide receiver Isaiah for McKenzie. them? Yeah. yeah. He's their They're not giving get... up any weapons they actually use. They knew. No, I know. Which, I, yeah. Which which would be a long shot, but I would rather take in the slot, dude, than the guy in the guy in the backfield. I Zach Zach Moss, he's a nice one-year RB guy. I mean, I'm not thrilled that we got him. I'm not happy they traded I, Naheem for I, him, but it sounds like the Bills we weren't it sounds like the Bills weren't willing to budge for a fourth rounder, so then we got a sixth rounder and Zach Moss. Well, we got it's a conditional fifth. I don't know what the you know, the six, are. um, six to become a fifth. Okay. Is that not, can you not say conditional fifth? Is it conditional six? Is that what you, well, I think, I don't know. Fifth, I think, wouldn't that be in the condition? Oh, no. I'm pretty sure if, if when you say conditional fifth, that means fifth, it could be a fourth. Oh, or maybe it means it's could be a fifth, but it's actually a sixth. Ooh. <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to like if you're actually right or if you're just like shooting in the dark because it oh, seems so like that happens. Catch a lot me in the off season and we'll talk podcast. again. Whenever we have to talk about the Carson Wentz trade again, we'll find out. Yeah, gosh, I don't want to talk about that again. Um, yeah, so I think um, Dicky, I know Zach and I have been Zach and I haven't talked about this, so there's a lot of back and forth that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, any closing thoughts that we did not hit with Naeem Hines getting traded to the Bills? I think that is a move from a team who's trying to win, and they are trying to get somebody off of a team who's not trying to win. So I don't think there's much more to it. And in my opinion, um, in a league where we have seen every team that seems to have success in the backfield do it with cheap guys, um, I, I like that move that now we have you know a guy on his rookie contract and then three guys who are on a one-year prove-it mm-hmm. deal. And so uh, I think it was a probably a better move in the long run. So, and obviously wish Naeem good, the best. I, mm-hmm. I like cheering for the Bills. I, you know, they're a fun team to watch. So they are. it'll and give me another, another reason to say, go Bills. Gosh. We'll be there two weeks. We're going to see Naheem play. Not even oh, two yeah. weeks, dude. Not even two weeks. I can see it now though. Naeem Hines doing five backflips after scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, but so, Dicky, next question. Oh, yep. I had a follow up, but I Ooh. okay. I also okay. Let's hear your follow up because I'm let's see. It's that's what I was going to say. I was going to I, I was going to see what we do. We think Naeem Hines' rule is going to be in that Bills offense now. That's a crowded backfield. What it should have been in the Colts. Is it crowded? I mean, it's just it's our. It, I well, and they have they drafted James Cook. Mm, has he, does he play much? I don't think he plays much. Nah, he's also a rookie, so I think it's kind of RB by committee now. And they have the get they they have Isaac they have Isaac McKenzie as their gadget guy. So it's like, where does he fit in here? I I know they're looking for like a, a more gadget guy out of the backfield, but there they're, a pass, they're a pass for us off. But dude, they catch Gabe Davis doing a streak downfield. That's their offense mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, but now they got Naheem Hines, who like you just said is a gadget out of the backfield. I don't think Singletary is what Naheem Hines is out of the backfield. Yeah. So I think you're going to see. You just answered your own question. Um, I'm just I, I'm not trying. 
the, you know, just no, you're not trying to roast me. I get it. You're not trying to roast me. I'm not. So now I'll answer or ask my question to Dickie. Sure. Let's, let's, you know, Naeem Hines, like you said, best of luck to you. Rooting for you. It'll be cool to see what you can do in Buffalo. Now let's talk about the Colts, our own player. Guy that is a six round draft pick that had his first career start and did exactly what I asked him to, you know, minus touchdowns. I would have loved to have touchdowns, but did exactly. I wanted 200 yards out of him. He got it. Yeah. Uh, had some dropped passes that hurt him. Um, the MPA, MPJ he had one turnover, which sucked, but I expected, I expected two, to be honest. I expected two interceptions, mm-hmm. realistically. No interceptions. Made some good decisions. Looked good on his feet. Let me hear your thoughts now. Yeah, I think you saw a guy who hasn't played real live football in quite a few years, and we got to keep that in mind. I mean, it's not like Ellinger is a rookie quarterback. He's been in the locker room for years now and has not gotten live years? reps outside of two years. He's right. Okay, that's yeah, plural. Thank you. It's plural. Uh, but that's somebody who first half, you know, looked a little timid. Uh, a little happy feet. And then once he got into the second half, definitely got a little more in rhythm. It doesn't help that his number one receiver decided to uh, not help oh. him out when he needed it most Dude, of all the, that was a all the guys. Beautiful. That was a dime. Put it right in the chest. Put, right put, put it right in the chest plate. Can we give Ellinger a pup status? Not dog yet. Pup no, status. No, 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 no. Not even? Not mm. even? Six one round game. Graphic, played one game. I know. One game. I'd love to see more, but I, I know I we fly by the buddy. I, know, I see a I know little we bud. F- little bud. Um, I know he. Um, I know we like to fly by the, the seat of our by by the you know the ends of our seats here, but uh, I'm not ready to call him a pup yet. <laughs> oh, I can see a touchdown pass before that. If I you agree. Would throw a tu- I agree. If you Let's would, see a touchdown. If you would throw a touchdown pass, I would be right there with you. Considering it. Um, but let's break almost... down, Mr. Mr. Ellinger though. Seventeen for twenty-three, two hundred and one yards at least. And it seems like they didn't let him cook. So let him cook because John the Taylor did sixteen for seventy-six on the ground, which. We need better. Four point eight. Sucks. They're only rushing touchdown game. Name Himes. <laughs> I can't believe the Colts lost that. I'm gonna go back to that. I I definitely thought the Colts won. Um, a lot, a lot, know, of, a lot of a lot of things going to this loss though. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Colts played good enough to win, but they also lost the game. So they also shot themselves in the foot. Um, I guess one thing, Zach, you right now, I'm probably say, Dickie, you probably can guess it. Um, one thing that really sticks in my mind is the last offensive possession that we had before the commander scored. We go. Up the gut, up the gut, third and long pass. What are we doing? I'm not saying the coaching coaching was definitely not the primary reason we lost that game, but you can't give the ball back with eight minutes left. Yes, I, I know our defense. I, Frank Wright better defense than he lost. That's a, that's what we can say from that. Mm-hmm. But I just hated the. I would have been on our defense. defense. Yeah, it's hard not. It, w- it was hard not to the way that they were looking, but at the same time, though, you can't just. Go back into your shelf, your play calling because you had success with the yeah. scrambles, mm-hmm. especially on first and second down. And then what you do, you do inside zone or worst play of the year. But Frank Wright just loves to call it up the gut every damn time we want to run the ball, which is just makes mm-hmm. no sense. So I, I will say, Andrew and I had a conversation. He he was claiming he he didn't feel too great after that game, and I I could say that after just about every L. But this is probably, in all honesty, the best I felt like losing a game. One because it wasn't a divisional game, so it didn't hurt as bad. But two, because we saw what Sam Ellinger, you know, we saw a little potential out of him. He opened up a completely new element to the playbook that was much needed. He had a, a guy that could scramble. Nothing against Matt Ryan. A huge, you know, I was I was an advocate for him being here, which would have been awesome if we had an offensive line to block for him. But we don't. So in reality, he he just isn't a good quarterback behind a bad offensive line. That's just facts. Uh, Sam Ellinger might be a good quarterback behind a bad offensive line. We're we're gonna figure that out. And I I saw some potential, like I said. So. I feel kind of good because at least I, I see something that I can be excited for. How about that? So, like your potential, though, one thing I'd really like to see this next week coming against the Patriots, these slow starts, I know it's a Frank's, Frank Rutt's MO, but the constant three and outs, like, Zach, I, I, had a call, I, I called you out mid-game. He's like, oh, it's something new. It's something new. Well, guess what? We still ended up going three and out the, like, and, the first three drives. And here's the thing. Just if Jonathan different. Taylor catches the ball that hits him in the chest, that's not a three and out. But he did it. Exactly. So that's not Frank Reich at that point. That's John no, not catching the football. I'm, His guys really aren't making plays. They're fumbling the ball. They're they're not making the plays they need to be making. There's a lot of there's a lot of film of Alec Pierce just completely opening up the top. Which is I, I, I was really gonna say Alec Pierce looks like a damn vacuum, so I think he's making he looks, plays. Exactly. And there's there's a lot of plays where Reich has some beautifully drawn routes. It's just either, you know, Sam Ellinger's new. So here's the thing Sam Ellinger 
you know, he's so young. He's not that vet that we have with Matt Ryan. Uh, so he can buy himself more time since he can scramble, but Matt Ryan doesn't have that time, which is why he can't make that throw. Sam can't make that throw because, you know, he doesn't, he hasn't really been in the system. I mean, he's been in the system decent, but he, you know, he's only been in the year for two years or league for two years. Yeah. So I need to get breath. I know I'm it's a big day, dude. A lot happened. I feel bad. We invite Dickie on, but it's just, well, Dickie, I love when Dickie comes on. I know he's about to say something because he just listens. And gives, I think what's nice about him is because he sits in the background and then he gives you very, like when Dickie talks, he speaks very critically. You you listen to your own books. Critically and the the people, the audience love it because they're thinking what Dickie's thinking. So it's nice to have their internal monologue presented in such a beautiful way. Yeah, they're thinking, Andrew needs to shut the heck up. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I think that we right now have been a team who's been playing not to lose. And I think as we talked a little bit about in the play calling where we are so timid first, second down, we are just trying instead of playing to win. And it's a very confusing, like duality of playing not to lose. And that means that you're usually just being very cautious. You're not trying to make those game winning plays. And that reflects a lot of times, I think, in what we've seen from our guys, you know, short arm in it, they're, you know, scared to get hit. They're just out there trying not to lose, not to play bad instead of actually going out there and, you know, trying to do something where that gets them, you know, a good play. We need some more explosive plays. I just think that it's something where right now we, we just are so nervous, non, non-confident. There's, there's something missing in this team, and I, I don't know where we can get it. I, I think, you know, the guy who's brought it in the past has been Shaq, and it, it's just so obvious that we're missing somebody like that who, you know, gets the crowd going, but because of how well they played or they made a special play, we just – we need that right now instead of somebody waiting for somebody else to go do it. There's only one guy that's been making big plays this year. Who is it? Grover oh, Stewart. <laughs> I'm okay, I'm talking about the offensive side of the ball, but you are absolutely correct. Oh, There's one guy on the offensive side of the ball. Dickie was talking about the Dickie, was talking about defense, so I got a little mm-hmm. confused there. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I my mind was somewhere else. Sorry, Dickie. You want to know what um you want to answer it? Grover Pierce. Alec Pierce. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah, I got them on my fantasy teams. You guys were both right. Um, but going back to the defense real quick. Respect. Um, I think what the Colts were really missing on that last drive was take on Lewis. He was the only dude that I could saw consistently moving bodies. He wasn't getting like the hits on the QB, but he was moving tackles. He'd make Taylor Heineken move around. And then I haven't even seen the official report, but I'm assuming he tore his ACL, right? Uh Patel tendon. Patel tendon. Okay. Right. This is what he did last year in his other leg. So it's bad break, man. So I was t- I was I was talking to Zach live of the game I, I I might walk back from a little bit but is that a career ender double two years back to back contract right he's young that's not a career ender let's see let's see let's see it's like what you just said when he's in he's solid if uh Kevin White is still in the NFL Andrew I think Taekwon Willis would be fine Taekwon um, is 27 27 still young not there yet maybe maybe if he was in his 30s I could see your argument, but he's still 27 years old. That's spry. So spry. Young and spry. I, I will say, did you guys see the the last play of the game? Did you see what the D-line? Did you see what happened with him? Nothing. Not, exactly. Not a note. I was gonna Taylor say nothing Heineke. of note. Exactly. Well, nothing, two notes. Except for take one. What the hell? Exactly. That just backs up your point. Because Stefan Gilmore, I will go back. That man made a great play on that ball. The fact that he was in the position to make that a 50-50 ball, that was a great play. But Terry McLaurin, good Indy boy, dog. So I will say, though. Made a great freaking play. And then he gets up, my city. It's my city. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> You're kind of right, Terry. <laughs> come, 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 to the, come to the Colts. Um, yeah. I don't know. What's, more, what's, what's this more of a dumpster fight now, the Colts or the Commanders? We don't have Dan Snyder as our owner, which, I mean. Yeah, for real. Ursay, as bad as he can get, he will never be Dan Snyder. So, um, but with Taekwon going out, the Quiddy Pay comes back next week. Yeah, who's having That'll a be great? Nice who's back. having a fantastic year until he got that uh, high ankle sprain? Yeah, I'm just glad it was a high ankle sprain because he got carted off the field. I thought his season was done. Speaking of high ankle sprains, though, our boy, um, our boy struggling with his ankle right now. Just- Man, I'm worried. That's that's got to be a huge part of why he's not hitting the holes as hard as we've seen, and that's confident. <sighs> It's kind of uh, it's it's confidence and it's also like dude, it's pick a hole. I think last year we found success on the yards per carry is because he just hit the hole so freaking hard. 
that mm-hmm. momentum carried him forward, forward about two or three more yards. Right now, he's, he's doing a lot of dancing behind the guards, and the guards aren't moving. So as soon as he picks one, whichever way, the, tag, the defensive tackle has enough time to react, get a hand on him, slow him down. I think last year he had multiple holes to pick someplace. <laughs> True. That's fact. So I think he got used to running behind an offensive line that can actually block for him mm, let's, um, let's... versus one that can't even get an inch. Let's let's dial back a little bit um, because the 2021 offensive line was yes significantly better than this 2022 offensive line, but that does not match the 2020 offensive line. If you ask my if you ask my opinion on that, you're saying wait, I'm confused. You lost me there. Basically, 2020 offensive line peak, 2021 a step down, 2022 major step down. 2020 with Philip Rivers, I mean the dude got touched like 38 times all year. So yeah, Colts. you're 100 correct. Um, ooh, definitely speaking- taken. Regress. Speaking of offensive line, Dicky, we haven't talked a while since uh, we uh, since we did some changes. Uh, they're still ass. They're still major yeah. ass, but they look competent at times. I don't know. The inside guard play is still <coughs> atrocious, and it's not Mister Key, which Mister Matt Pryor PC is still paper mache. Um, Ryan, I'm not sure if you can test to this as well. Right guard's where you put like almost your weakest player if you have one. Yep, I'd say left guard. Left guard too. Um, but because the center can help cover, and then I think we're really seeing is Brandon Smith's on an island, and, and he's also regressing. So it's it looks leaky on the right side. Yeah, I don't think Brandon Smith uh, his pass blocking has been too terrible as as bad as it has looked to us. Um, because I did see um, forgot exactly what the chart was, what it all measured, but he was in tor- terms of like I think it was uh, pass like pass pro like percent winage or something like that versus like how hard of a pass rusher they're going against. He was pretty high. He wasn't going against elite competition, but he was, he was decent. I think he just has those one or two plays where it makes him look a lot worse than he really is. And since well, his run blocking is not as good, that makes him look bad as well. So that's what versus, I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say was PS Matt prior so bad. Whenever uh, brain Smith had those plays, it just amplifies in your brain that that right, right side is a leaky sieve. Yeah. When you got Glau next to you, a guy that you've been playing with multiple years. It's a little bit more, uh, I mean, you guys would know when you play against the offensive line, when your guys are gelling together as a unit and then you get to come back and play next to those guys again, your chemistry is already there. You don't have so to my, work on it. My thing is what I would have loved to see today, but of course that will never happen. I wish we would have flipped that conditional six round we got from the Bills since it gave us the Vikings to get Chris Reed back. Mm-hmm. Too bad we waited till fuck three, ooh, 3.59 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little mad, guys. Okay. I'm st- the F bomb count is still in your favor. Okay, let's let's remind you that <laughs> that was natural. That was all natural. Oh, God. But okay, Ryan. Um, yep. Dennis Ke- Dennis Kelly looks competent at left tackle, though. He's not the best, but he looks competent. Better than something. Wayne. Yeah, something you can at least work with. And this goes back to the Naheem Hines point. Marcus Brady. You know, I don't understand why we can't get our best players on the field. And I'm saying this because I don't understand why we don't put one of our massive tight ends right next to our bad offensive line and have them at least chip when they're headed out for a route. Why do why like why don't we put our best players in the field? I know that like okay, JT's back there. So Hines put him in the slot. Like the best coaches that we talk about, Hines, back in like before when we had him. I know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) He's not on the Colts, Ryan. I know. (laughs) I'm well reminding us. I know. But that's why I get mad when I watch these other teams and there's just an idea of putting your best players on the field, and the Colts refuse to do it. Have Mo Alley or have uh, Woods just absolute chip, go, and let's throw it up to them. And I don't know. It just makes me so upset that I think we lost a really good third down back, whatever you want to call them, and just because we couldn't find you ways to use them when it feels like every week the Chiefs have somebody that they brought out of nowhere because Andy Reid knows how to use people. Andy Reid's a genius. So my thing about the tight ends, like I don't know, not this Andy Reid. Let me clarify. I don't know if it was Marcus Brady. I don't know if it's Frank Wright, but they love Kylan Greenson. Which don't get me wrong, dude looks like he can be good at good with the yak. But I'm not. I have not seen any of Jelani Woods or Mo Cox. They have been MIA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put him on the line. Help with a chip. Him with the him with the drag release. And there's your check down. Yeah. Agreed. But what am I? I'm just a Madden coach. Hmm. I'm all good. a decent one too. Um, our all-time record, though. I mean, you had me in Madden 22. I'll give you that. But yeah, our all-time record. We haven't played Madden in a few months, though. He's Overwatch. Plus, Overwatch. It's got my 
got my soul right now. But I think so. That's one point we haven't talked about yet. Marcus Brady getting relieved today. Yeah. I'll be curious to see your they... fingers got bleared out, blurred out. So yeah. Like, oh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, you just gave us the double bird. Sorry. Who that was not directed at you, Marcus Brady. So who are they? Like, I know who just, that was directed to. The new OC has to be a rah-rah dude, right? It's going to be our O-line coach. <laughs> How did he not get walked out the door? That's a great question. So like, you can't what, have a, yeah, you can't have a fire sale of your coaches in the middle of the year at this point. Like, you know, we're not going to get bring... that boot before. Was it Strasser? I don't know. So irrelevant, but he needs to be walked out. Because I, I know Zach and I were talking about this uh, a little bit earlier today. I'm not saying that the Marcus like Marcus Brady firing was not called for because at the end of the day, he is ultimately in charge of the offense and the players and getting people ready. Um, it just feels like a scapegoat, though. And it's such terrible timing for Ellinger. It's just like, hey, That's congrats, you just played your first game. Yeah, you just played your first game. You know what we're going to do now? We're taking your coach. And it, it's just – you know, it's one of those things that it just feels like such an odd decision. From well, so with this firing, though, I think when it comes from like the the hierarchy of the coaching staff, I think obviously there's probably like gremlins of it of um of him being let go. So last week, I bet you Marcus Bray probably didn't work a whole lot of Sam Ellinger with him being the first week in the starting lineup. I think Frank kind of said, "Get your ass over here, and then we're going to coach you up right here, right now, because this is big. This is my job." So and here's I'm not the thing going, that's nice. OCS going to walk next week. Who, who's sitting on our bench right now? Quarterback. Ryan, Nick Foles. We just two, got two MVPs. Two more, yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Nick Foles. Let's throw Big Dick Nick in there. But Matt Ryan is now. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, that's. Listen, everybody I, knows that one. I can't, I can't hit the click for made for kids on YouTube now because of your dumbass. I'm offended. His middle name's Richard. <laughs> Richard. Yeah. But, but, you, but you, you, I don't think we, we got talked Matt Ryan, about, second coach. That's why I don't think we. Yeah. I don't think we talked about this last week. Why the hell did we sign Nick Foles? Frank Reich is the ultimate ride or die guy. Yeah, dude, he, dude. If you're if you're a dude like Frank Reich is almost the French equivalent of uh, nepotism in the NFL. Yeah, if if you were nice him once, <laughs> you got a job for the next ten fucking years. <laughs> Eep. Huh. Yeah, you will be. Uh, I'm just so fed up. I mean, this is what right. you've done to us, Coles. We are now below 500, and we don't know what to do Dude, with ourselves. We're not only below 500. We are the most boring team to watch in football. <laughs> three it's and so three terrible. Three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. My, my roommate, who, well, let me say, he's from Estonia. He doesn't care about the American sport of football. He thinks the Colts are the worst team he's ever watched. He is so bored all the time. He asked me these questions that make me feel like an idiot when he's like, why don't your team just score the football? And I'm like, well, the, as you see, what had what had happened was there was there was this quarterback and he retired. And since then, we've been so bad. And that's the best I can get out of him. Oh, mm-hmm. speaking of the quarterback retired, Zach, Zach and Ryan, I got a funny story for you. Um, so um, Emily has been probing me for Christmas gifts lately. And um, she knows I'm a big salute to service guy. She goes, um, we're at the game. She goes, um, Andrew, um, if I found you a salute to service jersey, like, um, would you be okay with that? I'm like, what player is it? She goes, Andrew Luck. And I said, thank you for oh, your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> $135 million after he left, which he does deserve, I guess. But yeah, oh, oh, I hope he's happy. Yeah. So Marcus Brady out. Um, yeah. let's go, let's dive into the Patriots game. I'm, I'm tired of talking about another L. So let's, let's move on to another game that they might want. I thought you're feeling good after or, this L though. You don't want to talk about I, it? I am. Yeah. It's still an L. Yeah. I, yeah. Am I a loser? Hell Wishy no, washy. but I'm a Colts fan. So kind of right now. I do have to say though, I did feel better about this loss than I did oh, about the Broncos. No, yeah. I, I told this, I told you, you immediately. Yeah. Um, I feel better about this loss than I did the win against the Broncos. Oh, Dickie, Andrew predicted that the Broncos were going to be bad. In case you didn't know that, yeah. Oh, really? That's what he claims. I don't remember him ever uh, actually making that prediction. So. Uh, yeah, as a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Second-time caller. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Oh, I'm a first-time listener, long-time caller. Ah, there yes. you go. Hey, exactly. You One-time listener. You probably didn't kiss my take back in the off-season. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Probably listen to him more than Andrew does. Boom. Boom. Roasted. Boom. Roasted. Boom. Listen, I'm just trying Andrew, to you up- make a podcast. You don't even listen to it. Boom. Roasted. Dog. Dog. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm just trying to keep up with my content game because I can't come up, come up with any of my own original takes. I rely Andrew's, on other people. Andrew's too. content game is screenshotting my tweets and throwing it on Reddit, which I appreciate. I do want to lay it out there. I, re- I appreciate it. I'm just trying to get the yeah, name. I love every time that. Just trying to get the name out the there. Word out hands. Sometimes I'll throw my own content on there, but I'm just not good yeah. at it. But I will spread our name. There you go. That's all that matters. Um. All right, Patriots game. Um. So luckily, happy hour. God, I mean, no, I think they're rolling with Mac Jones, but Zappy Hour is fun what lasted for a week and a half. Oh, by the way, Shaq Leonard, interception. Ah. Forgot to say that. Got to. 21 plays. Play great. 21 plays in his interception, though. Hopefully that gives him that confidence. D-line got after Heineke on that play, and he said. Mm-hmm. It did just. <laughs> look what I found. You know what? Oh, I'll, oh. I'll take it. Shaq Leonard, get that confidence back. I think you're going to see him increase against this New England game. Uh, Mac Jones, last time he played against him. Man, just perspective really quick. Let's go back to that Patriots game last year. Oh, my gosh, man. We were high on the Colts. That was such a great game. And now look where we're well, at. Oh. Okay, so let's see. We went Patriots and we went Cardinals. So we were right here. Mm-hmm. We're like, hell yeah, Colts making the playoffs. And then he said, Raiders Jack. Yeah, oh. and it's been downhill, felt like, ever since. It's been a slide. It Actually, it peaked up a little bit when we beat the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. But then at that point. We realized the Jackson Wires. Not, we, we realized that the Jacksonville Jaguars are still ass cheeks. Yes, they are bad. Last last time we all had some bad takes. They uh, Tra- <laughs> Trevor Lawrence bust. So I'm that saying, can be a conversation that can be had soon. Sam Ellinger, best quarterback of his draft class. Maybe highest uh, uh, highest passer rating out of his draft class. But okay, so Patriots. <laughs> Just Patriots. trying so hard to give him the pup title here. I I can hear it. Uh-huh. He wants to give him a pup so bad, but I'm not. I'm not. I agree with you. Take. Touchdown. Then we'll then we'll have a conversation. So we'll we'll be back next. So week. um. Oh wait. Do we have a dog list for this past week? No. Oh no, dog list. No. Come on, Grover Stewart. Always. We know that. That's that's certified. D A W G. Dog. Grover Stewart. Dog. dog. Let's see. Um. Tark Glenn. Dog. Derek Glenn. Dog. Inducted into the Hall of Fame. This man right here. Ring of Honor. It was such a beautiful thing to see For him For those there. listening, he picked up the the flyer yes. that we got from the game of Tyreke Glenn and his glory. I miss you. And now Zach's kissing the poster very profusely. Caressing. Oh, I haven't kissed it yet. Well, that was... <laughs> yeah. um, but it, I, I would say it was very nice seeing that gigantic forehead back in Lucas Oil Stadium, a.k.a. Peyton Manning. Yeah, that was depressing, though. Halftime, they bring up all the greats. From like the mid two thousands, and then what do they have to go watch? Sam Ellinger playing quarterback. Uh, don't doo doo on the guy. I'm not going doo doo on him, but it's just like look what we had, and now look like where we're at now, and we're just like what we're are we down doing? six to seven at halftime to the Washington Commies, as every good player in Colts <laughs> history was just like God. It was probably like yeah, this is why I live out in Denver. So don't yeah, watch Archie this could shit. Archie could come start for us right now. Gosh dang it, man. E- Eli can step in and toss weird. for 45 tutters. So the Patriots game. <laughs> yeah. I like how, I like how Dickie I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to expect. So man. Um, Matt Judon I, might eat oh might eat our offensive tackles alive. He will play yeah, he will play inside, outside. He will, wherever Matt Pryor's at, you will see Matt Judon. We're in okay. so much trouble. We Other are, than that, so their I want to ask you guys something. Okay, so we know we we all. I had a bar for Sam Ellinger. I think Andrew, you were kind of on my page where we wanted to see X and X from Sam Ellinger. X and Y, I should say. X Y Z. How about I'll go as far as that? What yep. do you want to see out of him in game two? So my prediction for his first game was two twenty, a touchdown and a pick, and fifty yards rushing. He almost got there. He just needed a touchdown and he didn't have a pick. So like he was not far off from my expectations, mm-hmm. but I was really just waiting for. Um, a touchdown pass. So, what do you want to see this week? Now, it's a touchdown. start number two. I want One two. Touchdown. I want two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. How many yards? Two fifty. This is what I want. I agree. Uh, two fifty is a mark. Let's let's get fifty more passing yards. Let's see a touchdown. I'm not going to ask for two t- passing touchdowns because Matt Ryan could barely even do that. Um, and he, you know, Matty Ice. Well, that's Matt not Matt. That's him. not just on Matt, Matt Ryan. Exactly. We're averaging under twenty points a game. Agreed. Sixteen point yeah. one. 
So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expect him to do something Matt Ryan hasn't done with only a second start in his career. So I want one passing touchdown. But here's why I'll change it. I want a rushing touchdown as well. Yeah. No, I, I want to see a clean game, no turnovers, two fifty yards, one touchdown passing, one touchdown rushing. The, the Colts not fumbling the ball. I know. Fall yeah. game. Because geez, man, how are you gonna average two fumbles a game? Dude, the the same Ellinger fumble killed us. It hurt. Let's stop talking about this game. We keep doing it, damn it. <laughs> it's hard, dude. We could have won. We could have won. So my word count for this episode has already been at a million. Um, so let's try to let's try to do some Patriots quick around the horn, starting with our guest, Dickie. Where you our me, Give me some insight. The Dickinson brain. What do you think's going on in this game? What are your expectations? Uh, first thing I'm expecting is Bill Belichick is going to make Sam Ellinger look like a college quarterback. Uh, his record against rookie quarterbacks, I know we already said it, that Ellinger is not a rookie, but, you know, this is game number two for him. Uh, I think it's going to be a really long day. Shirt, uh, rookie. As we ta- yep, as we talked about, Judon is going to be able to just pin his ears back and really get to the quarterback as long as our offensive line play does not improve significantly. So I am really nervous about Ellinger. So I'm hoping and hoping that JT takes back his form from last year in this game when he took that ball 70-some yards <laughs> to the house. That was the loudest I've heard at Colt Stadium in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I think this is JT's week where he has to show that he is still a top running back in the league. I got a Titans fan in my office, and if he tells me oh. one more time, <laughs> it's King Henry. I'm not going to be able to go to the office anymore. All right? I understand, man. It's terrible. So I, I think this has to be a week where we go in and we say, this is going to be a dog-eat-dog game. It is, you know, three yards in a pile of dust, except out of that comes JT as he takes us to the house. I would love it. I just want to give a dog list. You can't do that if the Colts don't win, man. Oh, okay, okay. Andrew. What? Dog? <laughs> Make that. Grover Stewart. Grover Stewart, dog. So, Dickie. I'm not going to lie. You're expecting JT to pop off, right? That's what you're yeah. wanting more? Yeah. So you think the offense is going to score some points or what? No. I think we're <laughs> going to – I think we are going to probably score two touchdowns. I'm expecting two field goals. That many? That many? I know. I know. It's going to be – You know that's more in our. You know that's more in our average this year, right? I'm well aware. It's about as many games uh, per fumble as we have – per Ooh. fumbles per game as we have, yeah. Lovely. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Dickie's expecting another low, actually high scoring for the Colts. High scoring game. I, I you put us at twenty the, points. Twenty, 20 points. points is what, okay, so what do you put the Patriots at? I'm hoping fourteen. Okay, I love it. Twenty to fourteen final score. Oh, geez, Andy, man. cook All up right. something for me. All right, so give my personal take. Um, I'm probably going to be sick. I'm probably going to be sick of seeing Matt Judon because I think he's going to run wild. And run run wild Ow. on this offense offensive line. I'm one. Those red sleeves will be annoying. I'm already annoyed by it. Um, <laughs> I think JT needs to build upon the game he had against the commies. I think he actually had a decent game outside of that fumble. In terms of getting some of that yards back and some of those explosive plays, we saw one or two of those against the commies. So I'm expo- I'm hoping he builds up builds on that. If he hits at least 90 and helps, maybe gets a touchdown, a few receptions. I'm happy um, with Naheem Hines out shipped out of here to the Bills. Um, I'm expecting JT to be utilized out of the backfield a little bit more. He's going to be okay. on the wheels, and uh, we know how explosive he is when receiving the ball from a pass, especially last year against the Ravens. I'm not going to bring back last year, last year's JT. Not going to bring up last year's JT anymore because I'm sad and it's not him right now. But I know he's in there. Um, yep. Sam Ellinger, I'm on Team Dickey here. I think Bill Belichick's going to make him look absolutely. It's hard to bet against Bill. Incompetent. But that being said, though, Patriots are good. Patriots are not good. They're like us, and so I'll be really, I'll be really interested to see how Sam Ellinger does and how we game plan for Bill Belichick's defense. Um, I think Quiddy Pay comes back and gets a sack, and we are all reminded how good he was this season. I love it. Final score prediction: Colts twenty-eight, Patriots thirty-four. Oh, Andrew's first time taking the opposition to win. I love it. So here's my take. <clears throat> I think it is going to be a low-scoring game for a combination for of a few different reasons because there's not a lot of offensive firepower on either side of the ball. Um, the Colts do have more, but 
with the bad offensive line play, it's not much more. Um, so I think it's going to be a game that will be determined by the defense. And I think the Colts offense might edge the Patriots defense a little bit, but not by much. So I think the Colts are going to be scoring 17 points. Oh, oh God. Okay. And I think the Patriots are going to score 13. That's my prediction. So here's my thought, though. You have two. Like Colts, baby. That means you they're going to lose. You have two stagnant offenses here, right? Mm-hmm. This is the NFL. We've seen that whenever we have two stagnant offenses meet up, normally you get some fire. You get some fireworks for no damn reason. What games have you been watching, man? I would say uh, I remember the Broncos game just fine. Yeah, listen, and I wish I didn't. I'm not, I'm not I'm not talking about the Broncos game. I just think we're everyone in their mom taking a PMT take. I heard this one where they say two bad teams sometimes have great games. I I think well no that we know that's the case. <laughs> we just saw that with the Colts and the Broncos, where those are two bad teams and they ended up being kind of entertaining at the end. Yeah, the last minute. <laughs> People left when that game went into overtime. Well, that's because the Broncos are – It literally took the last minute of overtime for it to be – I mean, don't get me wrong. The, going into overtime was kind of hype, but um, but, but still. My thing is, like, these are still professional athletes. I think everyone's just really – like, everyone's like, under, 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 under. Watch this to be the game where the Colts just spanked the over. You know what's going to happen? You're going to be right, and it's because the fact that I simply went opposite of you because that just seems how it's been going with my Colts takes – so I, I'm I'm rooting for you. No, I'm not. I I'm no. never rooting for you. No, you're very against me. Yeah, I think Colts yes. take an L. Fat yeah. L. Hey, for for those of you who watch NFL Red Zone, don't be concerned on Sunday when <laughs> you don't see the Patriots and the Colts on the game. Your cable provider isn't wrong. Both these teams are just terrible. You know who you are going to see? Who? Shaq Leonard's going to have a tutty. Dude, Zach will never give up, get off of this defensive touchdown. I think he just does it every week. So he cover, he's going to, he, he does a CYA every week. Still. With, with the cool touchdown. With the cool defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. Also, um, <laughs> I, I'm just not bringing this up, but Kiki QT fielding those punts against the commies. Was anyone else get a little bit scared? No, nope, he's had professional. A, that, dude had, that dude had a dude in his face probably about that far. <laughs> I don't know. Those guys are on a suicide mission. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, let's just end on it. So we'll go into a different talk. That way, Andrew doesn't have anything else to say. (laughs) Or put his face. Well, um, so Dickie, big basketball guy. We haven't talked about the Pacers because we've been so involved in the Colts. Shame on us. But, you know, young season. We've already had a lot happen for the Pacers, I feel like. Um, you know, including what Miles just did. Um, you're shaking your head. Let me hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. So, unfortunately, this is the part of the basketball season where you just forget that it's happening. Um, I first would like to say they need to move the season back to a Christmas start. Yes. I know that Retweet. that doesn't work necessarily as well for some of the summers for the players, but it this is not fun. It'd time be so for good basketball. for basketball. It would be so much better to allow it to shine because there has been a lot of interesting stories. Even for the Pacers, the team who was supposed to be bottom, bottom of the league, we're 10th or 11th right now, depending on the night and who finished what how tonight. Um, there's been some really promising stories for us. Benedict Matherin looks like an Ooh. absolute is he him? <coughs> dog. He is, he is Hemothy. He Hemothy. is the man. Benedict Mather Matherin him. has Come the on, Mather highest, him. You have the opportunity. Mather him has Mather the him. highest first four games for a Pacers ever. He has scored over 30 points. He gets the rim at ease. He has grown man finishes. He can score mm. from the perimeter. Benedict Matherin mm. looks like the steal of the draft. He's gotten yes. to the point where he will be in the rookie of the year conversation, even though we are going to be terrible. And that's mm-hmm. because our Lego loving, softer than whipped cream center, <laughs> Miles Turner, has gone onto oh. a national podcast and said he wants to be traded to the Lakers, that they should be open to the idea. Well, Miles, here's an idea. You should be the open to the idea of playing a little harder and freaking boxing out. Now he might actually while. be flipping him off. I'm telling you right now, Miles Turner, if Wait. you had one tough bone in your body, I would be a much happier fan. 
DeMontis Sabonis would be here. I would be happy about my Pacers. Instead, I'm in a constant state of turmoil. We're three and five. I don't know how to feel about it because we need to lose more. But the Orlando Magic are one and six. They're supposed to be fun. The Spurs are six and one, which doesn't make any sense. They're supposed to be terrible. Victor mm-hmm. Wimbenyama is now going to be free to watch on the NBA app, which is better than what I can do. The NBA mm-hmm. app's impossible to watch the Pacers because we suck. They yeah. don't even put that on the Amish television. This is terrible. So going on your tangent, I can tell you're a little angry at Miles Turner. Why? Because he went on a Miles, national podcast? Well, first, yes. He went on a national podcast. So here, I here's why I said absolutely you. hate, hate, hate when these players go on Shams and Woj's podcast to push their national narrative. Uh-huh. Like, Miles, be a grown man, dude. Just, oh, makes A grown so- man that's had a deal for the past five years of his career, which is not, I mean, his career is not that long. No of trade talks. And then yes. the Pacers come out and literally sign a center and give them all the money in the world and say, yeah, we want him. And Miles Turner is not allowed to voice his opinion. He's allowed to voice his opinion, but he just, but he's got to play better defense. <laughs> he does. He's the most frustrating player in the world because the issue was DeMontis Sabonis, what he needs next to him is somebody who can, Protect the rim because DeMontis can't, and somebody who can shoot the three. Well, guess what Miles Turner is elite at? He's elite at shooting the three. He's rim had years game. where he's been above 40%, and he is arguably the best rim protector in the league. But mm-hmm. gosh dang it, he is just so soft. Every yep. time I've ever thought Miles Turner is about to get a rebound, I just watch him lollygag and barely put two hands up. And I just want – I'm tired of these offseason rip Miles. Do you want him traded? Where he's – I want I've wanted him traded for a long time now. It stinks, man, because I think he was a great value at the 11th pick. I thought we invested in him. I think we've given him many chances this offseason. We told him you're the center of the future. And now this is what he does to us. I'm so pissed off as an Indiana Pacers fan that these players keep coming here and we invest in them and we give them opportunities mm-hmm. and we make them better than we thought they were. They do that through their own work and their opportunities. And all they do is go in defecate us on national platforms because mm-hmm. oh the pacers gave up on us the amount of times i've heard victor aldipo say that oh nobody Oldipo nobody believed him doubted him Oldipo victor aldipo you were the one who had this is my city before and after the leg injury we are the ones who gave you an extension we believed in you miles we did mm-hmm. the same for you we have given you so much of our time love and commitment and a lot of money and i just want you to play up to it man and be, be tough. Can you give Andrew be Miles Turner in football terms, please. Miles Turner in football terms, man. I mean, I don't know That's if there'd tough. even be a player who would be that soft. <laughs> I mean, Devin this Bush. guy's this guy's oh, ten ply, man. This guy is so. So, I, I I've not been. It's football season for me. I've not really. I have to consume enough media as it is. I can't consume NBA media as well. Of course. Um, the only thing I have seen though. Um, ever since Miles Turner went on that podcast to talk about how you want to be traded, I've been seeing these Lakers fans on the trade machines that are driving oh, me crazy. They're always there. They're Don't always there. The, the funniest one I saw was today. They, they had trade accepted for Miles Turner, just Miles Turner, for um, Pat Bev and Thomas Bryant. Yeah. And I, said, I, said, I said, what? Hey, last Tuesday we brought in worked well for us. Yeah. yeah, and then and then he turned, then he stabbed us in the back and ran up to Miami after he said he didn't want to go to Miami. Well, he went to Houston first. It's okay though. Um, no, I know, but he still mm-hmm. want, he still ended up at where he wanted to be. Yeah, you know, big Pacers. Lakers, guy. Lakers fans are Lakers absolutely are the insane. Cowboys fans of the NBA, Andrew. No, I know. I'm just like I'm tired of these trade machines. I'm really am. It's just like, hey, we'll give you a bag of chips, and then you have to give us a first rounder and Miles Turner. And I'm like, hey, okay. we'll give you a Zach Moss and a second rounder for Naheem Hines, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Oh, that came out of nowhere. But <laughs> crazy, shiznit, Dicky. I know you're pissed, but how about we go back to that backcourt that we got? Halliburton. Let me tell you, it's what keeps me smiling some yep. days. Halliburton not Colts is football? our point guard. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I The cold season might be over to me. I, I can't keep doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't keep getting in my Sundays and really hoping for a different story. But yep. that's why on my Monday through Saturday, I think, wow, Tyrese Halliburton, point guard of the future, is going to get probably be a league leader in assists here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. The shot doesn't look great, but it goes in. I it think he's going to be it's able to Yeah, it's a, I get, it's a little I'll take ugly. Andrew Reid jump shot over that. Oh. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. 
<laughs> That's gross. But uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin. I mean, it, it's the two guys that you can build your future around. Now, here's where I want to bring the heat. And this is probably not going to resonate unless you are diehard Indiana Pacers. We need to trade Chris Duarte now. He is yes. in the second year. I understand 30 that. 30-point ga- game. I don't keep, perfect. Hey, Let's some are it. saying he killed the Nets, so – Hopefully he did because Steve Nash, I'd love to talk about that. I'd love to give my Kyrie and Steve Nash takes in a second, but Chris Duarte, he is somebody who is going to be very, very valuable to a team who is strapped for cash and needs a three and D like player who can get some buckets when needed. We don't need that right now. We don't need somebody who can do that. Yeah. He's on a rookie contract. He's on a rookie contract. And let me tell you, he's 25 years old. Yeah, I am 25 years old and not in the NBA. It's and not a relevant point. Okay. Old ass. <laughs> but he's in his second year. At that contract, we could get a first rounder for him. I am telling you, somebody who is desperate for a 3 and D off the bench score who can bring the ball up when needed, that's not what we need right now. We need to capitalize on this unique opportunity to trade him. By his second contract, we're going to have to overpay for somebody who is not part of our future plan. By his second contract, he's going to be 28 years old. This is obvious that we need to get him moving when his value is this high. So I got another guy that I think – I mean, I absolutely love watching him play when I do watch the Pacers play. But Buddy Heal, there's yeah. a lot of teams that can use him. A lot of he's teams. Gonna, he's going to drive a high price. And it's to the point where if – I mean, the number one trade that's been out there and has been officially offered, it seems, is the Miles Turner Buddy Heald for the Lakers mm-hmm. to – First round picks in 27 and 29, arguably the most coveted trade assets in the league right now because the Lakers are going to be terrible by then. LeBron's going to be retired and AD is, I don't know, man. And they're going to have LeBron's son on their team. Yeah, Bronny, Bronny did look pretty good this weekend, so I, I'd be a little afraid. Yeah, I watched some of his, some of his highlights. Bryce he looks up. crazy good. Yeah, he but, does. <laughs> but I do think that we could get first for Miles and Buddy separately and maybe even a little more because Buddy's three-point shooting is an absolute kneel, need for a lot of teams right now. His defense isn't that great, but it's serviceable. He needs to get out and for another team. If we have him past the trade deadline, that is a total, total fail for us. It is. It My, is. Insane for Miles Turner. You're saying that Miles, Indiana sports team fails on a trade deadline? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it's become an unfortunate theme. We... And this is going to be something that it's going to just simmer over the team the whole year. Rick Carlisle, I, I feel so bad for him. He comes to this team. It looks like there's a slight bit of promise. We go on a sale in the summer, and now he's in this in-between of it's probably in our best interest to lose, but we have guys on our team who are competitive and can win, and, and we're just sitting in this no-man zone that is the absolute death of NBA franchises. Nobody likes to cheer for somebody right in the middle right now. It is mm-hmm. so useless for your franchise. Yeah, and I mean we're seeing that with the Colts football team too. Uh, but you know, I just accept that Colts connection. Except there is not a once in a lifetime prospect, and I'm not saying Facts. that. No, I to, know. Yes, it's not He's hyperbole. A freak. He's Kevin Durant, like, what three inches taller? Four yes, inches, five inches taller. For those, I understand this is a football podcast. This is a NapTown talk. This is related to the Pacers. Look up Victor Wimbenyama. He's seven foot four, seven five in shoes with a handle, with a shot. He is KD. He's Michael Porter Jr., but taller. And this guy's going to take over the world. Anything he we will. can do to take to take our chances, even just a little bit higher that we get this guy, it is worth it. We he's have Giannis to get out of handles. this. He's Giannis, Giannis with, handles. with handles and can shoot. He's, he's a freak. Andrew, look him up, dude. If you haven't seen him yet, no, it's you're... it's it's all over my Twitter. I know Jack Lewis is really. Um, I thought you said you couldn't take in any media other than where's Colts. my where's my background? Hold on. <laughs> well, that didn't work at all. <laughs> uh, anyway, was there? I love it. <laughs> anyways, I feel like um, so just put this in football terms for me. I fully understand it, but I just want to see if you guys agree with this because they pop in my brain and I have a symbol monkeys for a brain sometimes. Oh god, just my mic. Except for um, it doesn't have symbols in its hand. Is is Winyama kind of like uh, when Trevor Lawrence was coming out of Clemson where everyone no. thought he was the next coming of Jesus? No. Better. It's five times that. 
Is it's it like, not even close. Is it like Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence in the same draft pick, two for one? The the issue is Victor Wimbanyama is not a realistic like. There's never been a player like him. You can't even make him in two K. No, he wouldn't even make sense. Andrew Luck, like Andrew Luck, was the next iteration of the great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Victor Wimbanyama is a completely different stratosphere of a player. Like there's there's going to be nothing like, like him. Manning back in the 1920s. That's it would be comparison. <laughs> Seriously. It's it's ridiculous. And then Peyton Manning can run. It, it, it'd be like hey, putting Manning Josh Allen. It'd be like putting Josh Allen right now into the 1920s, where he can do literally yeah. everything you want. It's and he has a motor. He has seems to be a good teammate. Is good. I mean, it, it's one of those things that um anything that we can do to improve our chances, it's just so upsetting. So yeah. I'm looking forward to I it's a good year to be a Pacers fan because um, I'm still, you know, balls deep into the Colts. So like the Pacers are in the background, but it's still, it's easy to follow along with them. As long as I do like my few day checkups, I'll watch their highlights, see how they're playing. Um, that's where I found that buddy Hill is balling out. I don't know what happened to Dickie, but I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're here oh, to mobile. talk okay. about nice. I'm, I'm glad you're here to talk about the Pacers because it's been much needed. We've been lacking it. Andrew and I are all in football mode, but it is nice to take a little break. So thank you for chatting about the Pacers with us. Do you have any final thoughts about your boys and gold? Oh, man. One day, I firmly believe that being an Indiana sports fan is going to be fun again. Because mm-hmm. right now when we sucks. were younger, yeah, when we were younger, it was fun. You know, we, we got to see good, consistent football teams year in and year out. Uh, yep. Unquestionably, we were way, way too lucky watching that growing up. Now, yep. then we got to watch the Pacers when those teams go into Eastern Conference Finals. Let's- when we were very young, when they're you know the Reggie teams were around, we had good teams to cheer for. Right now, we are stuck in this absolute drain of death where we are mediocre in both of them, and it is so it's a tired, zone, right? So it is, man. If you're an Indiana sports fan, like what's the only thing you have to look forward to right now? And I don't even need to look forward to it. What IU basketball? Is that it? No, no. For first off, don't credit IU, IU basketball. basketball fans ever. IU no. basketball. Yes. No, dude. Yes. First off. Look at that. He okay. gets switches. If you want me to get even more upset, don't even get me started with uh, IU basketball fans. I'm not looking forward still... to pretty bad. I'm not looking forward Malik's to pretty basketball. Malik's a beast, dude. That right now. Okay. Malik IU basketball still thinks it's 1986 when you're still relevant national powerhouse. I still agree. I agree. I'm just Thank saying. You. It's like you're an Indian. You. You're an Indiana sports fan. It's like what? Like I'm, I'm not looking forward to watching the Colts. I love the Colts. Not looking forward to watching them because it's a complete dumpster fire. Pacers kind of seem like it could be a dumpster fire. Purdue basketball going to be shit. <clears throat> okay, I'd like to clarify on the Pacers. If they were a dumpster fire, I'd be happier than I am right now. This in between is killing me. We're three and five. We need to be. It's still early eight, in the season. You have like a thousand more games in basketball to play. It is. It is. I think the only thing you look forward to right now one, the Indy 500, because it's the greatest day of Absolutely. the year. Absolutely. Two, NASCAR. I don't know if you guys saw that race this weekend. Did you guys see that video? I saw where someone treated like a GameCube game and went up against the yeah. wall and it just hit the throttle. Yeah, it took the high line all the way around. Martin's that was kind of crazy. Fastest lap by two and a half seconds. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, Dickie, yeah, I want to go back to IU basketball really quick. Obviously, I'm you're a big basketball guy. Sorry, uh, Zach's now. a Fairweather fan. So, <clears throat> I am for sure. I, I, I will admit it. I this is the first time I've ever known you. Yeah, first time I've ever known you being so a here, basketball fan. Here's the reason why I'm going to tell you why I've choo choo. The train's fan, leaving. Zach's hopping on. Dude, I, I wasn't born in the 1980s, okay, or 70s, or when IU was actually good. So I don't know why you'd want to be an IU fan at this point. But my brother, I'll tell you why I am. My brother Josh, graduate, he's a Hoosier. He went there whenever IU was relevant in our lifetime, um, was Zeller and, you know, the watch, all that stuff. So I am definitely a Fairweather fan because basketball doesn't have my heart like football does. Same thing with baseball. Um, I'm not into baseball right now either because the Cubs aren't good. And I'll just be honest with that. I'm a diehard Colts fan. I'll be with them when they're bad and they're good. Other sports, they don't have my heart like football does, so I will be in and out the door. But IU, Malik Renault, what do you think on him? Do you even I, know him? I, no, I don't know, Zach. I, I don't know star. if you know this. IU basketball is bad, is going to be bad. Malik Renault, you're going to come back. He's going to be a top five pick in the draft next year. Just I've wait. Heard, oh, I've... just like Trace Jackson Davis. No, Trace Jackson shoot. Davis shoots with the wrong hand. Dude, Jackson Malik Davis has been Simmons six, without nine, the butt forward. and a little shorter. Let's see. Last good draft pick I remember the remember IU having was Romeo Langford, and he let's see that Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards said. made made him look like an irrelevant ass basketball player. Okay, Carson okay. Edwards is irrelevant as well. So <laughs> Not congrats. in the NBA, but in yes, college he, he was no. my boy. 
I get Calm you. down, both of you. Jeez. Malik Renault. You're going to remember his name. You're going to be like, wow, Zach knew something about basketball that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to remember his name when he transfers this offseason, Zach. Yeah. And you don't believe in Woodson? The last time the last time I said, dang, Zach's making the take on basketball, you predicted the Iowa Hawkeyes get passed around the 32 in the, in the NCAA tournament after they <laughs> win the Big Ten tournament. Sorry, I don't just close my eyes and point out a number one seed like you do. Oh, sorry. I, sorry. I, Sorry, Kansas. I, sorry, I projected the winner, and your winner got knocked by what? Um, some irrelevant ass twelve seed. Who was it? Exactly. Yeah, right. I, I can <laughs> see the Richmond. I, Let's it go was back Richmond. To that. Yeah, okay. I knew Surfing R, but I cannot get it. Go get spiders. I think he's a big spider guy. Spider Man. Apollo. Say. Apollo eighteen. But you do like Spider Man all time. God, I didn't expect us to dive into college basketball, but here we are. Just wait. I think IU, Malik Renault, if there's anything, I'm, I will, Trace Jackson Davis is not going to be a good NBA player. Let's, let's clear that up really quick. Oh yeah. That's why I think he stayed so long at, so long in the collegiate level. Try cashing in those NIL deals. Because yeah, to get he's not going to make. Why else? <laughs> Oogie. <laughs> oh yeah. Because an IU degree is just. <clears throat> oh, I went to Purdue and I'm an engineer grad. Do, do, do. Uh yeah, and a, a, a communications degree from IU just is going to get you far. You, know you guys I mean? are both alienating all of your fan base. Let's go to Paul University. Yes. We don't hate anybody because we're irrelevant in the national and local sense. The least my uh my school is D one. Hey, number I was probably say you're alienating, <laughs> but this other IU guy didn't even go to IU. <laughs> yeah, I went to another Indiana school named after Indiana because I'm not stupid. It's Purdue and DePaul. <laughs> Hey, DePaul's, DePaul's the number one liberal college in the state, so you better watch your better watch your mouth. Is Purdue is Purdue not a liberal college? Liberal no. arts, it's not. liberal arts. Really, no. I didn't know that. Uh, I will say, uh, plug for all the listeners. Uh, Monon, if, Bell, if they made it this far, <laughs> Monon Bell next week, <laughs> second weekend of November, DePaul versus Wabash. Uh, DePaul is bringing home the bell this year. Right now, we're seven and one. We are led by Brevin Good, the younger brother of one of our dear friends, Brody Good. It's going to be a great year, great finish. We're going to the playoffs. Can Love we at it. least? I, I know we're all just circling um, Indiana College right now. Thank God none of us are Wallbacks people. Fade. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's fact. Wallbash <laughs> always sucks. God, they're the worst. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. They would come to Purdue and. I just remember the mud drive. Like, you guys got any parties we can go to? I'm like, no. And then you said, no, it's Purdue. Shoot. Yeah, we don't party here. Get out of here. Skedaddle. Yeah, get your bus full of high school girls out of here. Jeez. Oh, God. Oh, ooh. ooh it, it's almost. It's not Mono Week yet, is it? Hey, can we got that, please? <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't condone week. any of this. It's next 18-year-old high school girls. Thank like, you. Dickies <laughs> just uh, hates Wabash. <laughs> they're the worst, man. I like it. I visited there once, and nobody had showered in days. Gosh. Sounds like Purdue as well. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Purdue uh, can shower for different reasons because they're clogging their drains up with something. So. That's what I was just Oh, my goodness. Like, no. dude, that letter goes around every residential hall in the United States of America come the fall semester of... I didn't see it. Dickie, did you? No, nah, man. Uh, this is funny. I love this. Cool. Anything else? Anything else? Cool. Yeah. Super awkward. <laughs> hey, Dick, I also say, even though I did not go to IU, my college has two more national championships in basketball than Purdue does. And I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah, let's go Screaming Eagles. Let's go Screaming Eagles. Go Screegs. Division one. Screegs. Andrew's yeah, like, Screegs. I can't, those, <laughs> hey, hey, those are numbers. I can't. I can't. I can't. Big numbers guy. Can't fight you on facts. Big numbers guy. Team Ellinger, 17 for 20 to 1. Come on, let's go. Sorry, 17 for 23. It's okay. I know what you meant. He's budding puck. I got it. But he's I'm not excited to see what we got out of Ellinger. Um, this is a good episode, guys. Got it off our chest. Also got to speak on the Pacers a little bit. Dickie, love having you on here. You just yeah, thanks. so happy to talk. Yeah, thanks for the heads up, Zach. I really appreciated the extra three minutes you gave me to get all my <laughs> takes ready. And I, I usually try to bring statistical analysis so you can statistically analyze these balls as the Colts we lose this week. <laughs> we got a nap town girly here. What's the difference with, between a um <laughs> a lobster? <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> hey, today you can hear let's go. What's the difference between a lobster with breast implants? <laughs> and a dirty bus station.
One's a crustacean, one's a crusty station. <laughs> one's a um <laughs> I thought that was gonna be the answer. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> one's a uh, <laughs> a crusty bus station. <laughs> One of them's a bus station. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Did you even say the punchline? We all got there. <laughs> say it again. One's a busty crustacean. One's a crusty bus station. <laughs> you just Google that? Like, <laughs> you just Google male I heard it. Jokes? I heard it and I she had to tell people. <laughs> I literally just wrote that joke. <laughs> All right. That was a uh, Naptown talk. I have no brain cells left after that. All right, friends. It was real. It was fun. It was real fun talking all things Colts and Pacers here on Naptown talk. Boom.